Hi, you are listening to Bullying Explained, where we discuss and share with you research-based advice with professionals and real-life stories about bullying. Change can only happen if we tackle the roots of the subject while educating ourselves and those around us. Hi, everyone. So today's episode, I have an incredible guest, a woman that I truly look up to. And she's incredibly inspiring. She's very vocal about all sorts of things that we do need to hear about today and every day. We have Sabah Khudir, a writer and human rights activist. Hi, Sabah. Hi, Tana. It's so <laughs> nice to be here, Maiki, Yani, and thank you for that amazing introduction. When do you know how much I look up to you as well and how much, Yani, I am humbled by, by you and your humanity, Fa, Yani. I'm very happy to be here. We got, we got. Thank you. I'm really happy you're in this episode. And like the introduction doesn't do you justice. You're extremely strong and inspiring and powerful. And everyone, I can vouch for everyone, enjoys listening to all the lives that you do, all the stories that you write about, all the things that you're constantly vocal about. And I think it's very grounding and very basically makes us realize that there's always more effort that we can do in all these cases that we hear every single day. And the extra mile that you go is very important and it really does make us realize that we can do it and it's very easy. You just kind of have to believe in it, right? 100%, of course. Yeah, you said that well. Yeah. Thank you. So I'd love to know, what's your story with bullying? Have you ever been bullied as a kid? Was that something that was prominent in your life? We can basically start off from there. Okay. Well, actually, surprisingly enough, this is something, and Devan, I get very embarrassed and I admit to this, I was a bit of a bully when I was growing up. And this was my introduction to bullying. Um, I grew up very angry. Um, I I, I saw a lot of things uh, that children don't see at such a young age. Where um, a lot of the time, like what happens now, should I speak English or Arabic? As you wish. You can speak both if you want. We can alternate. <laughs> Whatever you're comfortable with, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, okay, great. Um, when we start starting with these cases, we can try to get into the mind of a person that's out of control with anger. And then I realized, and it has a lot of, it has a lot of extensions of personality that gets involved. But Anna, I was as a growing adult, a bit of an aggressive person. Um, what it took time, Ashan, I unlearn all of the all of the aggression that I was that I was taught. But a bit a bit of it is the genuine understanding of why some people are bullies and. And the fact that there there is no excuse, and I did not have one, regardless of what I lived in my life. I didn't have an excuse to be um, a bit of a bully. I wasn't a hardcore bully, but I was a bit of a bully. I'll tell you a little secret also. When I was um, around seven to nine years old, I was also a bully. I used to bully my friend in school, and that's the first recollection I have of bullying behavior. I'm, I wasn't angry, but I always felt that me as a friend with this girl, I was not enough for her. And that if she had other friends, she'd leave me. So I'd always bully her into staying in this friendship that I created. And then I'd be sad that I have to bully her so that she can stay my friend. And then there's this cycle of 
self-hatred, I guess, that I have to bully her so she stays with me. But then I see her talking to other girls and I'm like, oh my God, of course she doesn't love me. And I was very young, but of course it's not an excuse that I bully her. But kind of later on, um, I grew out of it. I stopped bullying, but then I started to get bullied. And Wow. It just continued and it does continue up till this day. Absolutely. There's the bullying that I faced in school. There's the bullying that I faced online and which I guess everyone faces nowadays. There is like this huge platform where everyone's behind their screens and monitors and just with their fingers, you know, writing stuff and they feel extremely protected and shielded from any repercussions that they could be dealing with from the words or from the images that they send or words or, you know, it's a, it's a world, you know, the cyberbullying is so huge and so prominent, unfortunately. I'm sure like you get that too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I know when I launched the, uh, the, the campaign that the Ahmed Bassam Zaki, uh, yeah, <laughs> people attacked me, and men attacked me, and uh, a lot of them said, you want to be like this, and like this, and you don't want to be like this, and you don't want to be just like ironic, you want to dress like this, and you don't want to get raped, what you're saying to me is so beyond comprehension of a of a decent person, but it actually was like, we're walking into a cognitive dissonance, a, 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 a nation that is now dealing with cognitive dissonance, aggression against their normalcy, aggr aggression against their everyday lifestyle. They feel attack. So a part of me understood that. Part of me felt, I understand. I understand you and I don't hate you. I, I understand you. I don't hate you, but I will fight you um, because you need to be taken down, but, but not because I hate you, but because I want a better world for you and for your family. Um, Bastiani, it's actually shocking. I wouldn't have ever expected that you would be a bully ever at any point. Um, but still, when you said that you got bullied, okay, that Anna, I can see this, I could see this really happening. Uh, and it's it's really unfortunate because of what you said was so accurate because the person is behind the computer screen and they feel protected and there is no repercussion they are like so much power um, and that's why bullying happens in general of course. because of power that is is unhandled and nobody knows what to do with it of course and they don't get there's no repercussions for their actions like there's nothing that you could do to stop that there is now there's been a law that's been put that you could uh, block someone that you could file a report against someone but it is going to continue because it needs lots of education it needs lots of things to be healed within yeah. the society for this to stop but something else that I, I remember now you told me you were a teacher mm. right yeah. i never knew that yes i was I yeah was. So, I worked in behavioral development. Oh, that's nice. And was bullying prominent between those kids? Oh my goodness. Um, actually, there's a really funny story that I would love to share. There was a student, um, bullying was very prominent within the children. I worked in a very 
prominent um, school called Schutz American School, and which the children come from very, very, very high-end families, very wealthy families. So there was already the idea of these children constantly see nannies around them on, uh, often. They, their, their drivers take them everywhere. They don't see their parents as much as a child usually does. Um, their parents were there in terms of you know, this person make them food and that person drive them there. Um, but, but, but when I say parents aren't there, it doesn't mean that they're not existing in their, in their, their reality, not there as in they're not focusing on their behavior. Um, I had a student who I loved, but he was a bully. And whenever he'd get angry, he would take something, whatever it is in front of him, and he would throw it on somebody. And usually that person is a child that is a lot more vulnerable than him and not his size and so much smaller and it was also one of the people that were also constantly bullied was a young little boy who had a learning disability um and he was the child that i worked with the most um so he because of the learning disability he was most he was the most quiet and he would be afraid to speak because he didn't want people to recognize how much uh, more intellectually disabled he is than than the rest of them um, and sometimes, you know, they would all be writing um, a story down or of some sort, and he would be sitting there pretending to write, like he'd be drawing shapes, um, because he wants them to think that he can also write. But, you know, you just see him silently sobbing, and which was the saddest thing for me, because children are hysterical. They cry very loud. They do not learn to keep to themselves. Children at, at that age, at the age of five years old, when they are sad, they burst out into tears so loudly. They want you to recognize their pain. And the fact that he was already in a place at five years old to cry silently. He doesn't want to be seen. He doesn't want anyone to, to help him. He wants, he, he, it just happened, but he doesn't want it to be happening. That's what really broke my heart. And so one day I, I was speaking to him and I said, and I was looking at him, the child who has a learning disability and the bully. And I was thinking to myself about how I want them both because the child with the learning disability was the one that the bully always picked on. But I saw that the bully was also this very angry child and I didn't understand why he was so angry, but it was he would put his nails in his hands like this all the time and bite his lip right before he would go into an absolute chaotic combustion. And so one day I was speaking to the bully and I said, you need to stop throwing like objects at people. You need to stop throwing objects at people. Like, let's start there. You throw objects the minute you're angry, you take, you pick up a book, you pick up a stapler, you pick up things that are heavy. And because you want to cause pain, but you cannot do that. It's not a, it's not a practical reaction. If you want to let out your anger, let it out on something soft. Don't hurt yourself and don't hurt people around you. And we can start there. So one day <laughs> I saw the disabled child. <laughs> he was on his team, the bullies. Uh, I'm trying not to say their names because yeah, he was on the bullies uh, team on something and he did something wrong uh, because it was about numbers and he was still having problems with numbers. So he did something wrong and the bully gets so mad and he looks at him and he's like, <sighs> and he like puts his hands and I'm just watching and I'm like, what's going to happen? And I see him pick up a, a brick, uh, not a, a block, like a really heavy block. And he stops 
and then he puts it down and then he takes a pillow and he throws it on the wall. <laughs> well, what you said did work. And it worked. <laughs> and I came to him and I was like, I'm really proud of you. And that was a great first step. But you still can't do that. <laughs> still very Of ridiculous. course. But yeah, but there was there was implementation of behavior that that if he keeps bullying the disabled child, the disabled child will continue to go into a path of vulnerability and incapability of learning. And, and everything he's already being taught, he's going to take it with him into the outside world. He's going to think that the people are hunters and he's a prey. And the bully will never learn to, to be an individual that is empathetic and looks at people as people and, and, and understands that their, his behavior is accountable. And so when, when this happened, this really taught the child that was having issues with learning, how not to be so afraid around him by the reactions of others. And it taught the bully that he can find a softer approach. He can let his anger out. He just needs to figure out where he's going to direct it. Of course, and, and not like direct it at someone and hurt them. Because I guess I read this thing that says that a bully wants to harm someone else so that they could feel the satisfaction. And I think that's extremely harmful. And once they find, find a way to let this anger out in a way that does not harm them personally or that other person in front of them, like letting out anger is healthy. Keeping it inside is not, but you have to find a way that does not harm someone else. And bullying could have really bad repercussions later on in life. And like you said, I think what you did is incredible that you did talk to the bully. You did not point fingers. You did not punish. And it's one of the things that I discussed with a psychologist. She said that punishing the bully is never the best solution. You have to take them in, talk to them, explain to them, try to understand what they're going through. Like they're absolutely going through something and they don't know how to deal with it. There's so much anger, resentment, but when you punish them, they hate you for it and themselves and the person they're bullying. And the cycle just continues. And it, it's a never ending cycle basically. It's very true. It's extremely true. And the older the bully gets, the harder it is to to, to make any sort of detanglement on of course. the case. Um, of course. I remember you and I talked about like how bullies manifest into older bullies and how this this behavior just grows with them because they got away with it in their early in their in the early life. Basically, their mother, father, I don't know, their parents in general, teachers. They were never held accountable for their actions. And it's very important to be held accountable for your actions, especially things that are harmful, of course. And when you're not, then you realize, oh, I got away with it. So I might as well continue because it does give me this adrenaline push, this excitement. And bullies do manifest into older bullies. And bullying could have so many shapes and forms. And I do believe that harassment is a form of bullying. Absolutely. Absolutely. So like, I remember you and I, yeah, we talked about this. So what's yeah. your view on how does this manifestation happen and how do we stop it? Like what is, who is the main person that needs to be, is it the parents, the teachers, the society, what kind of guidelines do you think there must be for this manifestation to kind of stop that young bullies don't grow into older, more vicious, cruel, harmful bullies. Right. Well, okay. So first of all, in my opinion, um, harassment is bullying, 100%. 
a person who's harassing another individual is, is looking at them the way we used to look at baby Barbie dolls when we were children and we would love to pull their legs out and love to pull their arms out and take their clothes off. And it was because we were in a position of power and we were looking at this object and we were looking at how vulnerable and still and paralyzed this small little thing is compared to big me i'm big and i'm strong and i'm and i'm going to ruin you doll that can't defend itself and for and it was a way that we would feel powerful nobody likes to not feel powerful we love power i love to have power and i find a way to energize myself through power but the way we view power is so important and i think the the first thing we need to do in terms of sexual harassment and re removing bullying from the male's mind is to stop theorizing women and i think that was what truly happens between how we look at women we do not view them as human beings and so they do not view them as people. They really, really don't. And they can't help it because they are listening to the majority of their lives of women being compared to things that are not humans. A woman is like a car. A woman is like a piece of meat. A woman is like a, is like a jewel. A woman is like An a apple ring. that fell from a tree. Bomboni. Bomboni. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They have no idea how to look at a woman as a person. This is hard for them because it's been so long of comparisons. They don't understand women with instincts. They don't understand women with the voices. They don't understand them. They have no idea what to do with you. And so the minute they start to realize that you are pushing back, this gets them mad. It gets them mad because how dare you? How dare you be less than me and try so hard to put yourself in my shoes? what they need to understand is to put themselves in her shoes. They have to understand what is a woman? How does she feel? What are our nervous systems? What are our nerve endings? The biology of women, the anatomy of women. How do we approach women? How do we look at their form without sexualizing it, but understanding it as a way that in which, we, in which it regulates, in which it has motor skills, in which a woman is there because she has a purpose just like I have a purpose. And when they think of a woman hurting, they can imagine it happening to them, not to their sister, not to their mother, because all women are objects now in their mind, even their sister and their mother, even if هو مش عارف يحترمها حتى لو هو فاكر ان هو بيحترم امه فهي بتبقى تغيير تغيير مش راي بس تغيير شكل ان الواحد يبص على البنت ويفهم ان هي ان هي بتاكل وبتشرب وبتعيش وبتنفس وان هي بني ادمه عايشه في الحياه زي وزيك وان هو يبقى راضي ويحاول يبقى راضي على على الكونسيكونس اللي بيحصل دلوقتي ما يحاولش يحارب اللي البنات بتقوله احنا بنتكلم على سنين of pain سنين of suffering we cannot possibly put a pause on it and say this is too much because when things pile up it explodes let yes. it let it explode stop trying to fight women right now this is not your turn it's not your turn they're angry and they're expressing their anger they have every single right don't theorize them they're not objects and they're not narratives هم بني ادمين and God, the God that created you, 
didn't do something wrong by creating her. He didn't, he didn't do something wrong. He's not wrong. He, he put everything, instinct inside of her, even if she was in a, a situation that you don't believe is appropriate for a woman, don't question who she is as a person as long as what she's doing is not harming anyone else. Because the minute we let children learn that they are not accountable for how they treat each other, then we have children who plan to rape girls in the after party in Fairmont. And that's exactly how it manifests. It manifests into an uncontrollable pain uncontrollable rage and painstake of, of power. And Nahumma had fin anymore, how much more they can get away with. But they have a thirst for it. First, it starts by disrespecting somebody. Then it starts from having meaningless sex. Then meaningless sex isn't enough anymore. And now I want, now I want to have the power that this person is even unaware that I'm having sex with them. But I am because I decide and I get to take a video of you and I get to write my name on you and I get to get away with it. And if you want to talk about it, well, then tough shit. And that's why these people are so outraged right now, because they're learning for the first time in a very long, long time. The reality is you are accountable. You are responsible. And the consequence is that you will be put in jail for what you've done. You're absolutely right. I'm, I mean, I couldn't agree more. And the fact that these sexual harassers, they do deserve jail. And they, they, are, they need to be held accountable so that everyone else knows that what you do one day, you are going to be held accountable and nothing goes unnoticed and nothing goes unseen and the truth is always going to come out like it always does. And just remembering all these incidents, like I get goosebumps and I'm just hoping that through this movement and through us realizing how bullying can manifest from a young age to an older age, I hope parents that are listening to this realize that the many behavioral changes in their kids could really indicate like my kid is a bully, maybe I need to talk to them. How do they talk to them? How do they approach this without it being something that is an aggressive approach, but rather that something that is trying to help and fix and just be there so that the kid, if the kid is angry, if the student is dealing through some things, or if the young adult, if they're going through puberty and they're still realizing their hormones and they're angry and they need to release it on someone, there needs to be a guide. There needs to be a guidance in their life, be it the teacher like you were, which is an incredible example, or a parent, a sister, a friend, and realizing, because many people don't realize that what they're dealing with is bullying. Sometimes when someone bullies you, they put it in a way of, I'm just joking. Why aren't you, you know? Thank you. Yeah. And this is not a joke and it's not funny. And bullying is, is not something that we should mask as a fun game or uh, two buddies joking together. Yeah, bullying is harmful and you want to hurt that person. Exactly. And that's a very scary feeling. Of course it is. There's been lots of studies showing that bullying, it, it starts a lot from schools and it's mostly because kids 
do feel uh, some sort of aggression, some sort of resentment, anger, and it could be fixed if parents, it could be majorly fixed if parents just realize those tiny behavioral traits, like I said, that could, you know, indicate that the person is being either bullied or being bullies, or maybe their friends, you know, like I also said that it's very important to know I'm being bullied now and I need to defend myself. True, and, very, very and, true. Yeah, there's this incident that happened about bullying uh, this uh, uh, Sudanese kid and the two bullies uh, were bullying him so bad and they were stealing stuff from him and throwing stuff at him and they were detained. Uh, those two kids, um, I had an opinion about what, what like the, the fact that they were detained. I was hoping they'd be more educated, guided, because by detaining them and putting them in prison, those two young adults, which are like 14 and 15, they honestly don't know why they're in prison. Thank those you two so kids, much. they don't know. They yeah. just know that they did something and now they're in prison, but they're going to come out with more anger and more hate and more this, <laughs> they're going to come out so angry and pissed and they're going to want to harm more. 100%. And even if it's not another Sudanese kid, because now they know Sudanese kid. Then it's anyone else. And that's not the solution. But of course, that does not go for any sexual harasser. That's just for those two kids who were bullying yeah. a guy in the a, a boy in the street throwing stuff at them. That's not the same, like the uh, case. Of course. Of so, course. And I told Lektora in the you know what's really interesting? In the Alpha, I I I I was the one who posted on Ahmed Basamzaki. I'm the one who posted about him being this and this and that. I'm I caused so much pain to his family, so much pain. You don't understand what this made me feel to know that there's a family, because I spoke to his family. Can you imagine after this happened, and his sister called me begging me to, to please, you know, stop. My family is being attacked. People are coming for my family. They know where we live. We're not bad people. My brother is sick. And I was crying so much because of the anger that everyone was feeling against this man was harming so many people, so many other people who in their mind were loving him unconditionally. And that brought about worse behavior on his end. When, when her and I spoke, and we spoke about this super honestly, when her and I spoke about this, I told her, I so much understand, and I am sorry that your family is going through this. I wish nothing more than for your family to, to go to sleep and wake up and this all of this is over. At the end of the day, your brother is being made of, being set up as an example and needs to be set up as an example that no matter what the excuse is, he did so many harmful things to people and that you guys had, had you guys had years years to force feed him different behavior and his behavior continued to getting to keep getting shockingly worse to the extent where it went from harassing women stalking women threatening women forcing women these all these other families are now going through this so many new families are just learned that their daughters have been forced down and 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 done awful things to them i i feel for all of your families but at the end of the day, when you don't take accountability and action, when you see someone you love do something wrong, 
you are going to put yourself in a position to watch them have their lives taken from them. And this is why when people tell me not to speak badly of Egypt, I think that is the worst form of, that is the worst form of patriotism. For you to think that you are being a patriot by taking care of your country, by not stating where its flaws are, is the same problem by you putting your child in jail for refusing to look at his flaws and address them because you think that that's a way of shaming them or hurting them when, in, when it's actually you are putting it on the right path to protection. My sister is an incredible mom. She's an incredible mom. I've never, ever, ever seen a, a, a mom like my sister. And when she and her daughter, when her daughter and her children fight and she wants to scream so loud, she tells them, <laughs> she, she tells them, you are going to make me scream. <laughs> There's an alert. <laughs> yes. And that's why she's never hit her children, ever. She's never put her hands on her children. She never will. And she, she'll never even threaten to do it because she doesn't want to teach them any form of violence. She wants violence to be something that they only see on TV and they close their eyes when they see it for the, for the rest of their lives. But she'll inform them her yelling is a huge deal. She says, you're going to make me yell. and I'm going to yell at you. Is that what you want? And when Emma, my, my niece, when she gets really mad, I'll look at her and she'll be like, okay, Emma, you're angry right now, so I think you should take some time away from me. And when you're ready to talk to me, we can have a conversation about what you're feeling. And Emma will be like, fine. And she'll go into her room. And then Alette will come in after a while and she'll say, are you ready to talk now? And then Emma's like, no. And then she's like, okay. And then Alette will be sleeping and Emma will come in and wake her and say, mom, I'm ready to talk. <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible. Honestly, that's beautiful. <laughs> she's such an amazing mom. And, and one time when Emma was being mean to a child, um, Alaa was telling her, she's like, I will not have a daughter as a bully. But Emma looked at her in so much shock and Emma was like, you're calling me a bully? Alaa was like, no, I'm not calling you a bully. I'm saying you are acting like a bully. And like, there is a difference and you can stop acting like one now. So that way you won't be one. But if you continue acting like one, you will be a bully. You have to decide. Um, and so she is an incredible mom. She's such a great mom. And, and Emma is one of the most intelligent, empathetic, beautifully spirited little girls I've ever seen in my whole life. But the most important thing about her is that she is so freaking kind. God bless she is them. So kind. Uh, she is so kind. She loves everyone. She wants everyone to feel good and happy and safe and protected all the time. Emma's the only child that does not lie when she thinks I look ugly. <laughs> Oh, sorry, sorry, that does lie. Sorry, that does lie when she thinks I look ugly. Because like I, my my nephew will be like, "You don't look nice," and Emma was like, "No, you do." <laughs> I'm like, "Do you like my hair?" She goes, "Yeah." <laughs> it's like, okay, Emma, you can say you hate. Oh, God bless them. <laughs> that's adorable, honestly. But yes, that's very important. Like you said, those little things that parents, you know, could help in. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, you change, you shift the... And also, I think it's really important to give punishment based on the child, not based on what you think punishment is. Like, I don't think punishment needs to be aggressive. I think it just needs to be reforming behavior. So if, if for example, I see that a child is acting out badly, a form of punishment can be what Alea did, which is to disengage them from the position of toxicity that they're in and say, okay, when you're ready to discuss this, 
you can just we can discuss this but i'd like for you to remove yourself right now because you're making me unhappy and you're making me uncomfortable and i matter too and that's you know and 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 also another thing that i think is important is to teach your children to hear words like no and be okay with that and i know this goes against a lot of parenting where they don't they don't agree with the word no they think that it's a negative connotation I personally believe it's a very important thing because when children grow up, they will hear no often. And, and no matter, not everyone's going to be their parent who doesn't believe in the word no. A lot of the people will be women and they'll be women in bed with a child, uh, with a grown man that was once a child who never learned what no really means. And I think they need to come to terms with no and you can't. And because I said so, and because that's the world we live in, and sometimes I'm not in the mood to give you everything you want. That's so well said, Sabah. Honestly, that is so well said. And yes, I agree. They have to learn the no word because like you said, it matters later on and it does manifest. And it, you think that it's just a child now. It's fine. I just want him you know, to always provide and always give. But those little things that just like, he never heard the word no when he hears it later on he might not understand it and he might think it's a yes because yes because, because he'll I, think he can try to convince you because that's what he's done with his parents he's tried to convince them you know not main fashion in the house to be علشان يا حبيبي الساعه كذا ومش عارف ايه طيب اسمعي انا هنزل بس شويه مع صحابي وهرجع تاني لا it's almost 12 it's too dangerous هيبقى صعب اسمعيني بس انا I love the example. Yeah, but but it's very true. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to add? I mean, you've spoken so well about all the topics that I like wanted to hear. So if you have anything else that you'd like to tell, you'd like to give like a proactive tip on, on the manifestation of bullying or anything that you'd like to add. Yeah. Well, um, one thing that a lot of girls ask me is, okay, what is a safe way to approach harassment? Because again, we talked about the bully bully is a coward. A lot of the time, he is a coward. He does not expect a reaction out of you. A reaction is always good. Do not ever not give a reaction. Ignoring a bully, in my opinion, is not the right way is not the right way unless you're, you're being huddled by an overwhelming amount of bullies and then for your own peace of mind, you want to remove yourself. But what I think is a very important thing is to humanize yourself and look them in the eye. And I think that is the most important thing you can do as a person. If somebody is about to attack you or even hurt you, I mean, some of the most specific uh, pieces of advice police give you is if someone has a gun what you should you do and, and if they're holding you and one of the and police officers always give you the idea of look them in the eye and tell them and, 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 and humanize yourself to them and really inform them that I'm a person and this is what you're doing to a person just like you and you could be me but the only thing there's the only difference between us is chance it's it's fate it's luck that's the only thing but luck for right now is not, is not going to be with you forever. I mean, you will be in my position. And choose mercy. Always choose mercy. But when dealing with a predator, when dealing with a harasser, when dealing with a bully, make sure to, in some way or another, at least 
at least look at them, at least make eye contact, at least let them know that you saw them and you heard them and you are unhappy with what you have just seen or heard. So they can know that you are not a game and you are a person and a person deserves to be treated with dignity and with respect. And if you don't give it, I have every single right to demand it. Um, and whichever way you would like to demand it, depending on who you're dealing with, depending on the, I, the feelings you're getting from, from that person, you should demand it. Um, and one of those ways is to look them straight in the eye, humanize yourself. Sabah, thank you. Thank you so much. You, you so you've much. been incredible and you've spoken so well about everything. So thank you for being in this episode. And I really, really look forward to have everyone listen to it. Thank you for having me, Bagad Batata. I've been so excited about this episode. I love you. I, I, I'm obsessed I with you. I love you. <laughs> so let's, let's, let's talk soon. And inshallah, one day I will have my own podcast and you're going to be on it. <laughs> I would love to be on it. Of course. I'd love to. <laughs> thank I you thank so you, much. Thanks for everything you're doing. You're making such a great impact. Thank you. Thanks for tuning into our episode. We hope that our talk has been inspiring, insightful, and educational. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Wait for our next episode. And let's talk about bullying.